I want to speak the word of God to you. Psalm 62 verse 11. Just keep playing for me today. I want to stay in the spirit. God is doing a fresh work. There's a word for you this morning. In whichever situation you find yourself, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think or imagine. Psalm 62 and verse 11. Bible says, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. That power belongs to God. Father, today we acknowledge the fact that power belongs to you. We declare in our hearts and in our minds that we know without the shadow of a doubt there is no God like you. Help us in our knowledge this morning to decipher and understand and transcend into truths that are not known to many men, but to those that seek your face. For something happens when we seek your face. Destinies change. Lives are transformed. People move into places they never imagined possible because you are there. In Jesus' name, we pray. And amen, and amen, and amen. I want to spend these few minutes with you to speak to you about some effective strategies that the enemy uses to stop you from reaching your destiny. The effective strategies of the enemy to stop you from achieving your destiny. I prayed about this message. God said, I want you to deal with the subject of the ways in which the enemy uses strategies dysfunctionalities in our understanding to quash the destinies of men to quash the destinies of women to stop you in your heels from achieving what God called you to become and to achieve there are a few of them I'm only gonna do quite a few of them I'm only gonna deal with six that God put in my spirit today you see I've shared with you before that Satan when he fell from heaven, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. He fell straight from heaven at the speed of light. And the judgment that came upon him did not allow him to carry any power with him. When he was in heaven, he was called the light bearer. He bore the light of God and therefore he shone the light of God. And on the earth, he has to steal your light in order to be able to operate and steal from you what is yours. There's a school of thought floating around theological thinking and doctrinal teaching that is starting to discourage people from understanding the influence God has given us on the earth. People are trying to dilute the whole understanding of what Jesus meant by being the salt and the light. <laughs> I want you to know that I come from the school of thought of radical godly thinking. That if God said we should be the salt and the light, I'm not going to change that by trying to have too much knowledge or too much information that starts to dilute what God desires to see in our lives. I believe without the shadow of a doubt that we are to become effective influencers as we await the millennial dispensation where we shall rule for a thousand years but that does not mean we just sit on our behinds right now accumulate knowledge that we cannot apply. I, I refuse that school of thought. I desire the 
secrets of God where the Bible tells us in Proverbs 25 too that he has hidden these things that God has kept them in the form of a mystery is the honor of kings to search it out it's God's glory to conceal it but it is the honor to search it out history shows me consistently continuously that God desires to find such a person such a man such a woman that has a hunger for him that they desire to see a generation changed. I thank God for all the things we can achieve on the earth. But I tell you, may you not be confused because of the words being spoken by so many people sounding very smart. Paul said, I didn't come to you with the eloquence of words, but I came to you with the power. Ha! He had a desire that I may know God. A knowledge of God that transcends human understanding that will cause you to become effective on the earth. I pray to raise such a people. I pray that God will give me the privilege to be in the company of such men and such women. I pray to learn and drink from people that have come into that dimension of a side of God. Hi, Kedabaka. We must, we must bring back the day of understanding the things of God for the effectiveness of God for a generation. I'm empowered this morning to understand and know that God is not done with me yet and he's not done with you yet and therefore there is a lot more to happen in the future. I taught you a few Sundays ago that transcendence is the ability to understand the presence and not have to not to have an affair with the past and not to have a fantasy about the future but to realistically put things in place now to determine the days ahead I refuse to believe that all things have been set outside of my choices I believe I have a choice on different roads I can take that the Lord has set out for me and whichever road I choose will determine the kind of future I'm going to have and therefore that is why you find a desire to spend time in his presence so the enemy has come up with effective strategies ways to ensure that people men women children youth teenagers in our generation do not hear God because the first thing that the enemy wants is to make sure you do not know God in Deuteronomy, in Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 the Bible says with smooth words of flattery and praise he will turn to godliness those who are willing to disregard the Mosaic covenant but the people who are spiritually mature did you hear that? <laughs> the people who are spiritually mature and know their God such people what was the category? Spiritually mature. And know their God. Such a caliber of a person. Bible says that they will display strength and take action to resist. I'm using the amplified version. Another version says they shall be strong and shall do exploits. But the amplified breaks it down in its original context pretty well. It says that those who are spiritually mature therefore the, the entire end of being able to resist the devil comes from a point of knowing God those the people who are spiritually mature and know 
their God. This knowing here, this is nothing outside of the knowledge of God. We want to know him and the power of his might. We don't want anything among you but to know Christ <laughs> and to know him crucified. Because in the knowledge of that secret of the mystery of the death and the resurrection lies everything that we as believers need to be able to understand conceptually to then enter into that super knowledge of the things of God. I'm looking for people that are preoccupied with the pursuit of God. Pursuit of the knowledge of God. I love the debates, so don't get me wrong. I have no problem with a person challenging what I believe and what they believe and how we can achieve as long as it's towards the things and the knowledge of God. I'm, I'm game. I'm good for that. Increase my knowledge. But we want to learn and we want to be preoccupied. I refuse to spend time with people that are not preoccupied with the pursuit of God. You shall become who you hang around. If you spend time with people that have no desire to pursue God, very soon you will have no time. You will make excuses and keep telling us all the things that, that are causing you not to pursue God. I want to come into the true knowledge of God. In John 17, 3, Jesus says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God. This is eternal life. So one of the strategies the enemy uses is to ensure that you don't have this knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because eternal life is the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. If there is any part that is lacking in a man, such a part is because it is a part that is dark into that knowledge specter of God regarding that element in your life. I will say that again in other words. If you see a man that is incomplete in a particular area of his life. If you find a man or a woman who is filled with anxiety. There is a knowledge of God that has not been revealed to them. In that particular area of boldness and courage. If you find a man that is constantly materialistic and thinking all the time about money. Then there is a side of God that has not become known to that man. Because God is ready to open you into true riches. Not just the dimension of what man makes. Glory be to Jehovah. <laughs> that man has not yet come to the full attainment of God. Hey! That I may know you. And the power of your resurrection. There's a knowledge of God once it opens up to a man. There is nothing that will be held from you. Come on, play it loud. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. There is a dimension of God he wants to release in your sitting room right now in your bedroom right now wherever you're listening to me from whichever market or country you're listening to me from whichever nation you're listening to me from there's a wisdom that comes from God that is a wisdom that is a knowledge that God reveals to you for the benefit of a generation there's a grace that comes upon a man that changes how things work ah there's a grace that comes upon a woman that will cause bars to close when you walk into a place. There is a dimension. I refuse to be a biblical bookworm. I wasn't called to just study. I was called to study to show. <laughs> the whole area of study is for demonstration power. And right now by that knowledge of the word of God, we release a word of healing in your living room. 
We release a word of restoration in your healing room, in your living room. We release a word of power in your living room because God is not a man that he should lie. I speak to the nations without apology, understanding that there is a grace that comes upon men in a nation, in a situation, in a season that God wants to use to release his power over people. Part of the advantage the devil has is that he used to be a man of the presence. He used to be a being of the presence, not a man. And because he was a being of the presence, he understands dimensions that have not yet been released to man. Ah. He knows that if man got a hold of some of the things of God, ah, that this earth would be completely changed. He's aware that the day you come into that secret knowledge of God, so how does he block you? By making you anxious that you can't pay your rent. And you, you worry, worry, worry when you can pray. You think and think and think when what you should be doing is spending time in his presence. God may we come into the place of knowledge may we come into the place of knowledge of you that weapon of the enemy that he has used against you from blocking you from the knowledge of God Satan introduces pathways that lead us to ignorance stopping you from becoming all that you can become but today this year when it was starting, God gave me a word from Amos 9.14 and he told me, tell the people, this shall be a season of restoration. And then COVID happened and everybody's like, oh my God, I'm losing everything. How will I be restored? Well, let me tell you something. God is the author of his word. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever think or ask or imagine. God is not a man that he should lie. He will never send his word forth and it doesn't accomplish what he sent it to do. By God's power, by God's grace, we declare over you right now that there's about to be restoration. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. Thank you for your impartation that is coming upon us right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The moment you know and have knowledge about an area of God that is deficient in your life, immediately that thing in your life begins to disappear. Immediately, it begins to disappear. So the lie of the enemy is to make sure you don't come into knowing God. But you don't become strong unless you know God. You don't become strong unless you know God. The sign that you know is not about what you say. But how much you become like God. <laughs> Receive it right now. Receive it right now. Mm, I see the Lord. I see the Lord. Exalted high above the worship of the people of the earth. Come on, play it. I see the Lord. Oh, I see the Lord. Now my eyes have seen the King. Lamb upon the throne, 
knowledge of the Lord is sipping through your house right now. Come on, we're going to sing it. Play it. Play it like you mean it. The trail of his rope. The trail of his rope fills the temple. A cloud of heavenly worshippers surrounding his throne. We join with them now crying holy holy is the lamb the lamb hallelujah hallelujah sing it now I see the Lord I see Exalted high above the worship of the people on the earth. I see the Lord, my God. I see the Lord. For my eyes have seen the King. upon the throne who reigns forever the more knowledge brings freedom knowledge brings freedom ha it is when a man can say yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil it's a place of the knowledge that him who sets free the son who sets free sets free indeed him whom the son sets free is free indeed it's the place where fear no longer has a portion in your life keep me there keep me there in the spirit it's the place where you can move in the things of God and not be filled with anxiety today we say to anxiety bye bye we say to fear bye 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 to the things that have caused me to stagnate in the purpose and the power of God your problem is not money your problem is that you're not seeing right your problem is not rent your problem is a deficiency in knowing that Jehovah Jireh in your life is alive so Satan keeps you awake at night wondering about what you're going to tell this person and tell that person but God told me to tell you come into the place where you will know me and I will give you the freedom from the bondage of fear for God has not given us a spirit of fear but he has given us a spirit of adoption by which we cry out Abba Reigns the second thing the devil does. Oh my God. Oh my God. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Woo! second thing God put in my spirit for you is that the 
The second lie Satan tells you is that you can regenerate yourself. He makes you think that there's anything in you that has the ability to regenerate yourself. We cannot ourselves produce any of the experiences of the Christian life. We cannot. It's impossible. We cannot regenerate ourselves because we are born again, not of the will of the flesh, but of God. John chapter 1 verse 13. That's how we operate. We cannot confess Jesus as Lord, but by the Holy Spirit is how the confession comes. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 3. You have no ability to regenerate yourself outside of the Holy Ghost. We cannot understand the Bible except by the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 verse 26. We cannot live the Christian life outside of Christ because Christ is in us the hope of glory. Galatians 2:20 and Philippians 1:21. The natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit of God. Impossible. That's in 1 Corinthians 2.14. We can consent. We can cooperate. But it is the supernatural work of God. that comes to do a new thing in you. So stop putting too much of your own effort into something you have no power to do because the enemy wants to give you some uh, pleasure in life without God. Mm. This is why materialism is one of the biggest debates in Christendom. That's why the gospel that has to do with prosperity is one of the most attacked gospels in Christianity. You know why? Because there is a thin line between materialism and true riches and God says if I cannot trust you with unrighteous mammon then how can I trust you with true riches there's a place of blessing that cuts you off from the systems of man and brings you an introduction into the systems of God when men called him Jehovah Jireh when God introduced himself as Elohim Men gave God a name based on the dimension of God they saw. Hmm. When they called him Sitkenu, they saw a dimension of God and produced the words on the earth to associate that dimension with what God had done. And therefore men from that time could achieve that dimension of God by understanding that he is our healer. He is my provider. He is El Gibor. He is God mighty in power, in battle, in strength. He is God, my banner of love. Man saw a dimension of God and released a name. And in the new covenant, that entire dimension of God is encompassed in the name of Jesus. Where Jesus becomes the envelope of everything that God has to give us and wants to do in our lives. But you yourself cannot regenerate your spirit you cannot regenerate your soul you cannot regenerate your body only god so submit yourself unto the things of god the devil wants to make you think that by putting a lot of effort in this and putting a lot of effort in that outside of the holy ghost that you will achieve it you will not you will be a person filled with knowledge but no influence 
you'll be a person filled with wisdom that, that saves entire cities, but nobody remembers you. Only God can give a man influence. Only God can give a man godly influence to change nations. You can't work this thing. You have to dive into the place of brokenness. It's the supernatural work of God that brings you to become the finished product that you're supposed to become. Glory be to God. Come on, lift your hands where you are. Say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender all to you. Use me as I am now. Do what you want to do in my life. I refuse the lie that I have to put in so much work to generate the things of God. I cannot regenerate myself. I surrender to you. Lift those hands up where you are. It's a sign to the heavenlies that you are leaving everything behind now and saying, God, I'm ready to lay off every weight, every sin that so besets me, keeping my eye on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Ah. what a Sunday I, I can sense the presence of God here I can sense his presence here come on let's worship I'm not in a hurry to finish we'll, we'll get where we need to get to let God do what he needs to do in your life lift them up let's worship let's worship let's worship he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above don't put any more effort there's work we have to do you have to study before god you have to put your work in prayer put your work in things of the spirit but that will mean divorcing yourself from the routines of man from the things that men want to do to keep you busy you cannot regenerate yourself the third lie that satan tells us this is where i wanted to get to the third lie that satan tells you is that words that your words are powerful I know that's something you're a little surprised words create worlds I told you that a Sunday or two ago releasing what you think is God's word with your faith is presumption it's a dangerous thing When you create your world with your words. And this is one of the frustrations a lot of believers have. When you go and say, I am powerful. I'm going to get through this. And you don't get through this. When you say, I'm a winner and not a loser. And then you lose. And you don't feel like a winner. I'm a victor and not a victim. And then you become a victim and feel you never have victory. When you have your word. And you're trying to create your world. You will be frustrated. I want to show you the secret today. It is in hearing God's rema. Infused with God's faith. Did you hear me? It is when you hear. The rema. That word that has been infused with the faith of God. And that word enters your spirit man. Hmm. And then you begin to say what God is saying. Then you have entered that place. Because all of a sudden, you start to accomplish God's purposes. You start to create God's world his way. That will release you from the frustration of too much personal effort when you're speaking. 
Let me show you an example. Satan comes to Jesus and he says to him, if you are the son of God, (laughs) if you are, see the lie that your words are powerful. If you are the son of God, command this stone to turn into bread. You see, Satan wanted Jesus to speak his words in a situation that facilitated a necessity for speaking. He was trying to get Jesus to speak out of turn the way he got Eve and Adam to listen out of turn in the garden. There's a lot to do with words in spiritual matters. Words facilitate uh, uh, dimensions of how men are going to live on the earth of the things that are going to happen in their life. And here Jesus replies to him. You see, Satan told him, command. Another version says, speak to this stone. Speak to it. Open your mouth prematurely. Speak to this stone. The Bible tells us just before that, that Jesus was hungry. He had finished fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. And all of a sudden, Satan comes, because he never comes when you're strong. He comes when you're tired. This is why the word of God tells us that if a man faints in his day of adversity, your strength is small. He never comes in your day of strength. He always comes in your day of adversity. Don't show me a man that is extremely happy and smiling and and believing the things of God when they are at the top. Show me that man in the valley. And I will tell you that man, if he is praising God in the valley, he has seen a dimension of God. That he's understood he is a tool or she's a tool that God wants to use in a generation. Show me a person when they have nothing. And I will show you a man that can fear God when they have everything. Thank you Holy Ghost. Show me a man whose mouth is flavored with the word of God when they're in the pit. And I will show you a man worthy of the palace. Show me a woman. Who is caught by destiny in a point where she has to decide whether it is her life, it is her head or her life. And makes a declaration, if I die, I die. And I will show you a woman that is ready to be used by God in a generation. Don't show me people that are comfortable sitting in a nice lofty high place saying God is good. I'm not up against them. I'm just saying it is when you're in the valley that we know your language. The friends of Job came and said, you must, you must have done something to God because your situation looks extremely, extremely distraught. You must have done something to God to be in this position. Job opens his mouth and he lets them know that I cannot curse God. It's tempting when things are bad to throw your hands and say, God, forget you. God, I give up. I hear it all the time with people that call me and say, I don't want to believe this God anymore because of what I've gone through. It's because of the lie that you are taught that when you come into being a believer, there's no pain. There's pain for growth. There's journeys you will go through as a child of God that will bring you into a place where you will feel deficient in your substance. But it is there that men are made. It is there where iron is wrought in the heat of the moment and when you come out you don't come out as iron ore you come out as carbonated steel that has gone through seasoning when you speak after your valley there's a tension because people know that no matter what you've been through that's why you show me a man who's been to jail and still says praise the lord 
That's why Paul and Silas were in prison singing and praising God. And the doors of prison opened. The people who are in prison and all they do is whine. Why me? Why me? No, praise the Lord. I know it's easier said than done, but show me a man or a woman in that kind of situation that still says, evicted or not evicted, God is on the throne. A man who says, I made mistakes in how I did business, but I'm still thanking God for the experience. Show me such a man or such a woman. I will show you a person that God is ready to use in a generation. Yeah. Glory be to God. So Satan says to Jesus, speak to this stone. Satan wants you to use your words irresponsibly. And as you can see, he was tempting God right there. And Jesus responds to him and says, it is written. Our response to every time the world wants to tempt us to speak things we don't need to be speaking we must go back to what is written because the foundation of our liberty and freedom will come from what is written he says it is written and forever remains written that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God We don't go by what we want to say. We go by what is written. Allah, I am the light of the world. What God has spoken, that's what will work. God has spoken about your healing. That's why I can speak about your healing. You get frustrated because what you're saying is flesh-based. And when it is flesh-based... It will be erased because it has not been graced. What God wants to do with you is to get you to speak what he has written. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the cross, Lord. I feel like singing today. Thank you for your name. You My sealed and shame in love you came. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you for this love. Thank you for your nail pierced hands. Wash me in your precious blood. Now all I know. His forgiveness and embrace Worthy, worthy is the Lamb Could you see that? The throne We crown you now We crown you now With many crowns You reign victorious the devil is a liar. High and lifted up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. Do you know who he is? He's 
the darling of heaven crucified worthy is the lamb he's worthy I'm speaking to you right now I'm speaking to you right now he's the one that can cause your words to change destiny glory be to God so the devil wants you to believe that your words are powerful but outside of God our words mean nothing our words mean nothing the fourth thing he does as I close Satan knows how to confuse you in your seasons of frustration where men are made is in the place of brokenness in 1st Samuel 22 and 23 we see men that came to David in the cave of Adullam broken frustrated distraught men but over time over time over time they became men that word called mighty I have a prophetic word for you right now that where people have dismissed you no longer speak to you want to make it feel like you have absolutely no purpose on the earth I have a word for you today it's just a matter of time because him whom the son sets free is free indeed Jesus came and called regular man by name come on Simon come on James follow me I will make you God isn't in the business of looking for followers. He's in the business of making. And I'm talking to you right now, you frustrated soul that feels forgotten. Just hang in there. There is a making. There is a making. You're being made. Those men that were dead ridden broke, busted, disgusted, got the t-shirt, got on and became the advert of how bad things can look. They knew that there was a grace that was sitting on somebody and they heard the voice of God regarding their own lives and association and positioning. Let me tell you something. Satan wants to confuse you most in your season of frustration. In the season you got laid off, in the season nothing is working, in the season nobody will pick your phone. We must all learn to enter the wisdom of God. That's how we counter those dark seasons. I'm going to know what you're going to do in life. Based on how you dealt with your dark season. In the dark season is where I have met many a man and many a women. That have come and said I'm done. I don't want to hear about this God anymore. I'm done. I don't want to be a believer anymore. <laughs> But we hear the word of God say, yeah, they will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Fear doesn't make me turn back. You become those who put their hand on the plow and don't look back. That fear doesn't have a hold on you this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, the lack of exploits on the earth, I've discovered the lack of exploits on the earth because the rebellion of the sons of God is because 
they haven't yet come into the knowledge of God. They have not come into the knowledge of God. If we don't enter into the place of the knowledge of God, we cannot do exploits. It is when a God speaks to a man and says, go put your church in the bush. And everybody thinks you're crazy. And all of a sudden you have one of the fastest growing churches in the world because of obedience. Knowing the ways of God. Knowing the truths of God. Knowing the dimensions of God. Knowing the mysteries of God. Knowing the spirit of God. Ooh. That's why the Holy Spirit is such a companion. The word of God says, is it not the spirit that is in God that knows the things of God? That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's a revealer. He's a solver of mysteries. He's a comforter. He comes to give you definition, understanding of purpose. You need to slow down. You need to slow down. And hear my You need to slow down and listen. Come on, play that. That I may know your ways. You got me in the spirit. You got me. You need to slow down. The devil's making you run. God is saying, Wait, I have something to say to you. This frustration of the children of God running helter-skelter, getting into the place of so much fear and so much anxiety. I hear God saying, slow down. Stand still. (laughs) See the salvation of God. Did you know, son, that there are two choices you can make? And the Bible shows us two choices. Women that were faced with dilemma and the situation and and they 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 were coming into a place of destiny. Lost husbands, lost fathers, lost direction, and they were confused about what was going to happen. Two women, Orpah and Ruth, both faced with decisions they have to make. And one makes a decision and says, I'm going back. It's always easier to go back. It's always easier to go into the known. It's always easier to say, I'm going to go to what is familiar. (laughs) I'm going to go into the place of chilling out. I'm going to go into the place of hiding. I'm going to go into the place of criticizing. I'm going to go back into the place of the familiar. But Ruth, Ruth takes a step of faith. A woman enters into a place of destiny and says, I'm not going to go back. I'm going to go into a future unknown with you because as much as I can see that Naomi, this place has been dissipated and you've lost everything. You've lost a husband. I've lost a father-in-law. You've lost sons. I've lost a husband. I can see you have nothing left. Wait a minute. Foreigner. Not a person from that culture and she speaks words that came from a place of depth and revelation if Jesus was alive he'd have said I haven't seen faith like this 
She opens her mouth and says, I'm going to come with you, lady. Because <laughs> I've seen something in you that's different from where I'm coming from. I don't know what it is, but even in your misfortune, there's something about you that I need to follow. David, I don't know what's going on. I can see you're in a cave. You don't have any clothes to change into. You have your sword here. You have your cup of tea that's being made in a pot in the cave. But I know there's oil that fell on you and your destiny is kingship. I'm going to find a way to stick with you through thick and thin and, and Ruth tells her mama your God shall be my God and your people shall be my people because even though I know death has been all around you there's something about my destiny that is tied to your God it takes men and women of the presence to make sure that they don't take the wrong step in their season of frustration <laughs> she gets up and she realizes that even when they go back to the house of bread they still don't have it all together and Ruth goes and starts gleaning basically she had a home she had a place she had come from but she comes and starts to pick up pieces have you ever been so demoted that when you had your destiny lined up with the right family, you find yourself begging for bread. Hmm. Have you ever been so frustrated that when you should be sitting on a throne, you're hiding in a cave? Have you ever been so frustrated that when you dreamt about a palace, you found yourself in a prison? I'm talking to somebody right now. God is not a man that he should lie. But Satan has found one of the best ways to cause men to lose their destiny. He has found an effective strategy to stop you from achieving your destiny. It's to get to you when you're frustrated. And therefore your moods change. Your attitude changes. You move away from God. And your destiny gets lost. Because the last time we heard of Orpah is when she left Naomi. Destiny is not written for those who seek comfort in a time of frustration. It's written for those who seek the voice of God in a time of pain. And I speak into your darkness right now. Just like God did in the beginning. He spoke into darkness. And where that darkness was, light was there. And the word of God says, the word of God says that the spirit of God was hovering. It was waiting. It was just aligning itself, waiting for God to say, say whatever you will say. I will act on your word, on your word. At thy word, I will go back into the sea at your word nevertheless and the bible tells us god spoke into that darkness and he said let there be light and that was in fact the, the original hebrew context there because english has to change it to english but in hebrew god said light be light be and light was and he didn't create light as I told you a few Sundays ago. He didn't create light. Inside that darkness he spoke into it and said light be. And all of a sudden there was a separation. There was a separation between light and darkness. Satan's day of coming to mess you up in the day of frustration ends today. 
seest thou a man diligent. By the time you meet with Daniel in chapter 5, Nebuchadnezzar had died and his son had taken over and the son had fired Daniel because when the mother starts to speak to the king to tell him about the man that was in his father's day, Daniel had already been fired by this king. The destiny of God is not in the fact that you're employed. The destiny of God is in the fact that when the moment comes, he will bring you back on the scene. But how you dealt with your tough time is a big determinant of how you will deal with destiny. Not an evil word coming from Joseph in prison. Not an evil word coming from Job in his dilapidation. Your attitude is tested in the place of trial. My God, I pray for you that your faith will not fail you. You must have an understanding of the grace that God has released in this time. Let's play. You must have an understanding of the grace that God has released on you in this time. And I pray for you that the season you're in will be a season of your making. I see in the spirit young men rising up preaching like we've never heard that kind of preaching before. I see young women rising up teaching in ways that will mesmerize rabbis, scholars of the gospel. I see, I see a time when the spirit of God is beginning to pour out on men. Worship team, you better get ready. So what Satan wants to finally do is to deny you the uniform of God. That's why the entire Ephesians chapter 6 deals with strength in the law. He says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. I started by telling you about strength and doing exploits. I finish with these words. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, put on the full armor of God. The spirit of God is dressing you right now. He's putting on you different things to allow you to fight this battle. The, the only way that you can stand against the devil's schemes is when you put on the armor of God. Did you see that? Look at what it says. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The devil is a schemer. The devil is a liar. <laughs> For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when evil comes, because it will come, you will, you may be able to withstand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace look at that there's a belt around your waist and therefore the enemy wants to make sure that that place is vulnerable all the time by ensuring if you don't have it he will attack that area of your life the area of fruitfulness we cancel that in the name of jesus it's the area of privacy the area of separation but the devil is a liar. Today, we come against him in the name of Jesus. 
he talks about the breastplate of righteousness that's where your heart is guard your heart guard it with all you got for out of it comes the issues of life are you still there and then he says your feet will be fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace the problem is a lot of us are not able to go because our feet are not ready to go but i speak these words of god and these words of faith to you right now we recover your feet that's why every time the enemy wants to attack your movement he attacks your feet but today we speak strength to those feet in the name of jesus readiness readiness that comes from the gospel then take up the shield of faith that's how we're going to protect ourselves from all the dots the flaming arrows of the devil he still throws arrows you've got a shield of faith my faith is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness you've got your shield and then he says in the word of God take the helmet of salvation keep your head high you've got a crown that is awaiting you but right now he's given you a helmet because this is not crowning time this is warfare time so put on that helmet of salvation and hold your head up high you are a child of God you are a son of the most high God and then he says and then take the sword of the spirit man shall not live by bread alone forever it is written he shall live by the word of God lift up your hands where you are I want us to worship as I close the devil is a liar the effective strategies of the enemy to stop you from achieving destiny are being thwarted today because you're coming into the knowledge of the word of God lift up your hands lift up your hands lift up your hands I want us to worship as I close because God is releasing his knowledge and his wisdom over you in the name of Jesus